0: Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Charles Talk Podcast. I am your host, Liz Cox, and y'all, I am so excited for today because it's kind of like mending the wound of having to wait for the next season of The Bachelor to start. <laughs> Last week, paradise ended, and we found out that the fabulous, beautiful, wonderful Peter Weber is our next bachelor. Don't even get me started on how depressed I am that I'm not on his season. It's fine. We're fine. Everything, <laughs> everything's fine. Um, but to kind of hold us over for a little bit, I have the incredible, incredible Desiree Segbreed, um, on the podcast today, you guys might remember Desiree from her time on the the Bachelor franchise. She was a contestant on Sean Lowe's season and then was a bachelor at lead herself um, right afterwards and found the love of her life, Chris, on the show. And not only is she a part of Bachelor Nation, but she also is a part of the wedding industry. She is an incredible designer for Desiree Hartsock Bridal, which is just this beautiful collection of dresses. She's kind of new to the scene, but has been in Bridal for a thousand years. So she is bringing all kinds of Batch. Talk and wedding talk today that I think you guys are just going to love. But before we get started on our episode with Desiree, I want to give a huge shout out to our podcast sponsor today, Simply Done Invites. Simply done is a local to Lexington, Kentucky, custom designed invitation company that can serve brides nationally as well. So if you are listening to this and you are not a Kentucky bride, no worries. Simply done can still serve you in your wedding planning process. Simply done doesn't just customize pre-made wedding invitations to match your colors. They start from scratch and make a design that is a hundred percent original for your wedding. An invitation is a guest's first look into your wedding day from your save the dates to to your day of stationery, Simply Done wants your guests to be just as excited about your event as you are. What better way than a custom designed invitation and paper theme that will perfectly fit your style? Simply Done is here to help create a day to remember by creating an original paper suite just. For you, and they have been so incredibly generous. If you mention the code simply twirl, you will receive free RSVP envelope printing. That's amazing. One listing thing for you to have to worry about. So don't hesitate. If you're still looking for amazing paper goods for your wedding day, or really any occasion, check out Simply Done Invites and use the code SimplyTwirl for free RSVP envelope printing. All right, guys. So without further ado, I'm going to quit rambling about all the things and just tell you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with the amazing Desiree. Okay friends, we are so excited. You all love Bachelor Nation and we got another alum on the show today. Today we have sweet Desiree. And Desiree, I could talk about you all day long, but oh, you nice. you do the honors and tell oh. our listeners who you are, what you do, where what life looks like for you nowadays, and all that good stuff. Sure. I mean, many people obviously know me from the show and... Uh, but there's just so much more to me and my family. Um, I apologize if you can hear Xander, but I have my sweet little five-month-old here, and he's just talking. Um, he just wants to be a part of all the fun. Yeah, it makes it fun. But yeah, so life looks a little bit different than when we were in The Bachelorette. Um, we are living in Portland with our two boys, Asher and Xander. And you know, life is hectic it's busy it's um not as glamorous you know as you know it looks like on the bachelorette but it's fun you know we're happy we love living in portland we love being able to do um you know like what we both wanted to do like with work Mm -hmm. and i'm able to design dresses and be able to be mom and still be able to I don't know. I'm just loving this time of life right now, you know, mm-hmm. being a mom and being able to connect with other mothers. And I just feel like it's a really great, it's a really great time to be alive, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. It's, it's so fun to always kind of follow along. Cause I mean, you were on the show. I mean, it, it not to make you feel bad, it, but it feels like so long ago that it was like your season on Sean's season and all of this stuff. But It's so sweet to just see, especially the couples that met on the show and are still together. It's so fun to just see what life looks like for you all now. And that it's like, it's normal. It's normal. Like you met in the craziest ways, but life is so normal and sweet for you guys. It is. Which is so fun. I think regardless of where you meet, um, life and relationships and marriage and motherhood, I mean, it's all really what you make it. So Mm -hmm. For Chris and I you know that is a very normal life that's what we yeah. want that's what we want for our boys and mm-hmm. uh, we're just really enjoying it I love that I love that so much well tell us a little bit about going back to the days of bachelor how how did you even get into that world what did that journey kind of look like for you and what was kind of obviously besides meeting Chris
1: <laughs> like uh. your
0: highlights of your time because you were on The Bachelor as a contestant, and then you were lead, and I just feel like what a what an experience, you know. So, kind of give us a peek into that with you, how that was for you. Oh, put it. Um. So, ironically, I had never watched a full season before. Um, really. Went to the show, which I think, in hindsight, actually was good for me because I had no expectations. I yeah. kind of just like yeah. Flow and. I mean, maybe I was a little naive because I didn't know or understand mm-hmm. what. I guess everything that you do on the show or how it all works. But um, yeah, you know, it was just a time of life where I was recently out of a breakup. I had Mm -hmm. moved from Orange County to LA and I was just kind of lost and not sure where, I mean, I had these dreams and all of those things that I wanted to do with design, but Mm -hmm. I had no resources because I was completely broke and I was just working nonstop for literally pennies And so I was just ready for an adventure. I was ready for a break. And um, I don't know, I had been seeking my faith a lot more during that Mm -hmm. year. And so I knew that if a door opened and if it was, you know, I prayed about it, obviously, but if it was a door that was right for me, like, then I'll take it and I'll take it. So so it did open up and Mm -hmm. ironically, I applied myself because my friend was watching the show and I was like, yeah, like. I could totally do that. Just like <laughs> totally sarcastic. I had, yeah, there was no ounce in my body thinking that it would actually, you know, happen. Yeah, it was more of just one of those things you put out there. Yeah, sure, uh, we'll see. Yeah, and so, but you know what? Because of my breakup and because of past just dating, like yeah. I was ready to, I was truly ready, you know, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I was like, if this is how I have to meet someone, then this is how it happens. Yeah. So I went on to the Bachelor, and um, lucky for me, it didn't work out um, because (laughs) you, you know, find Chris through um, going through the whole journey on the Bachelorette, which um, yeah was exhausting but exciting. (laughs) It was like it was all the things, all the things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and knowing what you know now, and I feel like a little bit kind of the culture of the show has changed not changed itself but just like why people go on like it's an instant fame thing now um for better or worse but knowing what you know now would you do it again or would you like recommend it like if I was like because right do you think I should do it would you be like maybe don't maybe don't or do you know what I mean like what would you say nowadays to people it's, it's definitely a lot different so when my season was about six years ago. And this was right in the beginning of social media. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't as a focus. Like you didn't know, I had no idea that Bachelor Nation was so big. I had no idea um, that people would search my name or that, like, I was so oblivious to that world. I love it. I I wasn't in it. like, I wasn't like, you know, a blogger or something that, yeah. Because that was years ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> nowadays, it's just so different because you literally know that if you even are on first night that you are going to have a following and then you can monetize yeah. from that following by being an influencer. And mm-hmm. it's really fascinating, but also at the same time, harder to decipher who's there for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would say that while the majority of people that go on regardless of social media or not, -hmm. Don't actually expect to find love. Like you don't really Mm -hmm. expect it to. And like I was a skeptic. I had no idea Mm -hmm. that it actually worked. But then the moment that you're in it, and you have no distractions. You don't have TV. Mm -hmm. You don't have phones. You don't have books. You are literally only thinking and talking about this one guy. And you start to think like this is the only guy to keep me like that is alive in this world. Um, (laughs) It's like I must. Marianne. It Um, has to happen. Yeah, it has to happen for me. Otherwise, you know, I I don't know. It's so bizarre, but it truly does work. And you realize very quickly that um, feelings form and Mm -hmm. you do want it to work out. And so it's just very interesting. I do say that the reason why it does work from the show is because of no distractions, because you Mm -hmm. are focusing on one person you're focusing on well you know as the lead to it works because you're able to mm-hmm. ask like, serious questions um questions that you wouldn't normally ask in the first date or second date you know like do you want hot? oh yeah it, it's actually <laughs> <pretty> great <laughs> yeah you're like let's cut the BS let's get straight to know. it yeah. <laughs> I love that yeah so it's I think what I'm hearing you say is like do it. If you're oh, like, have right. a glimmer of hope, but like, I, yeah. Sorry, back to your question. Um, oh, I would say, I would say to anyone who's wanting to do it, um, to make sure that they're ready and they understand who they are a little bit of yeah. what they're looking for. Because I would say, if I went on prior to that, last, my last serious relationship, like, I wouldn't have even had a clue. I would have yeah. still, been, you know, uh, chasing the wrong guy, which I tended to still do, but. Right this. But, um, you know, I think, I think it is interesting that the age, the ages are getting younger and younger. Yes. I don't, I do feel like you, obviously it can work for someone who might be immature and like have gone through stuff, but I do mm-hmm. think you need to go through dating different people just to understand like what works for you. You have to kind of understand who you are and what you need yeah, in a yeah. partner. Um and so I don't know. I, I It's interesting to watch now when they're so young. <laughs> I know. They're like, I'm 22. And I'm like, whoa, are you, you what? <laughs> Do you know yourself? Like, what is happening? Because I just think like, God, if I had gotten married to who I thought I would get married to at 22, like, no way. Lord bless me. <laughs> oh. Lord bless us all. Girl, I mean, same. Like, <laughs> oh. completely different life. and That would have been. Totally. Crazy. Yes. The Lord is good. (laughs) He knew what he was doing. Oh man. I love that. Well, and that kind of leads into another question I have is kind of going into, you know, talking about dating and what to look for and all that stuff as the bachelor, you had to be really intentional with your time. And like you were saying, like, you don't really have an option because you're totally <laughs> on a deserted Island in a way. Um, but getting to know each man in order to fall in love. So what is the best piece of advice you can give women who are still in that season of life when it comes to discerning, like, who is best, how to be open to find love. And you kind of just touched on a lot of that, but is there anything yeah. you would add to that? Uh, well, absolutely. Because, um, having gone through it and realizing, you know, just how emotions can be. Um, I would totally say, I mean, I was, you know, guilty of doing this throughout my twenties and a little bit on the show is that you tend to build like just deciphering between lust and love because, mm-hmm. and also I would say trusting your intuition because, and trusting yeah. that, that pull, that feeling, because so often I feel like as single, when I was single, you know, like you just mm-hmm. like someone and you, you give it your all to make that person like you. Yeah. And I learned very quickly that, you know, men aren't wired to be pursued like women are. And so mm-hmm. a true man and a, a guy who is going to like be good for you and good as a husband and as a partner is truly going to be someone who pursues you and is yeah um, steady in that. And, you know, I think trusting that if there's even just a little bit of doubt, then it's not mm-hmm. right because, yeah, you know, then there's something yes. underlining there. and mm-hmm. But it's hard because, you know, we let our feelings get the best of us. and Totally. Um, but I do think it's, you know, trusting. And there's actually one thing that I started, to, that I was praying for um, prior to the show. Like I had mentioned, I was going through like a year of really seeking and a year of um, kind of just focusing on myself and what God wanted yeah. for me. And so I started to shift my prayer for like the one, yeah. um, before, you know, I was just like, I want a boyfriend. I want a man. I want my husband and Lord, give me my husband. Uh, <laughs> and, thank you. Yeah. And then I started to shift it to be like, you know, like when I meet my husband, I was, I started to pray. I was like, Lord, please prepare his heart. So like mm. when I meet the man of my dreams, I pray that he is ready. And that, you know, that he knows that. Yeah. I'm ready. And that was totally Chris from day one. So, yeah. so it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I think it's truly changing your mindset and not mm-hmm. meeting someone, but yeah. like knowing that when you meet the right one, just deciphering if he, his heart is ready for you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think that helps, but And, you know, in the end of it, all of really knowing like, wow, God had this beautiful man
1: um, in Mm. mind for
0: me. And I just had to go through so much in order to find him and in order to like, truly, you know, truly know that he was the one. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I think that's so beautiful. And I think because I'm walking in singleness, and I think that's been such a God has done that in me too so I can like speak to that of yeah it's totally like like let's not have this long list of like is he this 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 and this it's ready my heart and ready his heart and like just let the Lord do what he does best <laughs> And like and, but as, yeah is truly letting go of your checklist mm-hmm. because I so I would say for any single girls like be open-minded you know um, mm-hmm, don't mm-hmm. just set your heart on something that is superficial or maybe vain, you know, like yeah. maybe you need something completely different from what you think. You just don't know it yet. And so mm-hmm. I would definitely say be open-minded and don't just close the door just because, you know, I feel like so yeah. often can, based on whether attraction or, yeah, no there's just so many things that so we can think things. about and it's just so yeah. silly because- uh, you know in the scheme of things when you marry you want someone who is going to be by your side and you know supportive yeah. strong so yeah i love that it's so much more based on his character and how that can sustain in the long term than like what his bank account looks like and can oh. he give me like steady and you know what i mean it's like we yeah. have, we got to redefine what steady looks like yeah steady is like he's got you know he's gonna get up in the middle of the night and help feed your baby and yeah <laughs> yeah you know, yes. Yes. there's just so much um i mean i also found to be open-minded because um i had a pattern of dating like guys that were very unexpressive and also like mm. really flighty and not necessarily emotionally available um, yeah. but I, I thought you know when i was dating i like thought like that was how it was supposed to be that like, yeah, you're supposed to, it's supposed to be like, I, I don't know. It was just so different from what love is truly supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't yeah. know that until meeting Chris and realizing, you know, like, Oh, like this is what, you know, marriage should be. And this is what mm-hmm. a relationship should be. It shouldn't be like uh, striving for something more or having doubts or having um, the need to, yeah, I don't know how to articulate it as much as just, um, I don't know. Yeah, no, I totally, I like totally get what you're saying. I like, I loved hearing you say all of that about Chris and cause I think it, and like I was saying earlier, I think it's sweet to see these couples that met on the bachelor and it really is like, no, this is real love for you guys. Like that your marriage is strong and steady. So you know, ultimately The Bachelor led you to Chris. Um, but I imagine adapting to life together when the cameras turned off was something to get used to in a lot of ways. So what has it been for the two of you that has kept you really grounded for all of these years since you fell in love on the show? Yeah, I mean, you. it ironically, you do really get to know someone because mm-hmm. like, you ask really... <laughs> intrusive questions um, so yeah. like Chris and I he's he is just so communicative like far mm. I, I mean I'm like the one that like you know could like not talk about anything and just be like, <laughs> no I can talk later but he literally is just so co- he comes from a family that's just so communicative and it's been that's really amazing because, um in the scheme of things Chris and I are complete opposites when it comes to personality mm. and but I think that's truly what works is because he has my, you know, his strengths are my weaknesses and vice versa. So it's been really great to be able to see that and learn through everything because yeah, you know, on the show, um, you get to know them, but you're not learning the ins and outs of every day. You're not Mm -hmm. learning their quirks. You're not learning like what, honestly you're not seeing stress because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of daily stress, um, with work and with stuff like that, that's, real life that you're not yeah. experiencing on the show. You're not experiencing, you know, certain things like that. And, um, so I would say for Chris and I, um, you know, we would have got together if we didn't meet on the show. So it's, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of that is why we work and we put the focus on our relationship rather than focusing on, you know, fame or pursuing mm-hmm. anything like that. like we really went right into daily normal life. I love it. Um, and we did focus on each other. So we focused on like, yeah, we got engaged on the show, but we did truly, you know, date each other to be mm-hmm. like, is this truly what we, we both want? Is this, um, you know, true love? And yeah, find it definitely was. And the first year of any relationship or any marriage is, um, definitely interesting. Like, I wouldn't say it was hard because, you know, it, I wouldn't say it's hard because it's not hard when you love someone to want to get to know them. Right. But but like I said, because we were so different, we did things differently, and so we Mm -hmm. had to learn how each other love and like Mm. to be loved, and we also had to learn how each other communicate because Mm. he had to really learn, like my of not really wanting to communicate well, and he really taught me how to communicate, and Mm. I learned quickly like how stubborn I was <laughs> um I mean, oh. living on your own and when you're single like I was on my yeah. own I was 18 and so yeah. I think you get set into certain things that you think are normal and you know my I was I learned I was pretty stubborn um but without him I wouldn't know that you know yeah we, we challenge each other in really wonderful ways to be able mm-hmm. to know individually while growing as a couple. And I think that was really important. I think that we could talk about everything and also, you know, call each other out if, you know, because Mm -hmm. the only way we could grow is to understand how we're coming off or how we're communicating that might Mm -hmm. not be great for the partner, you know? Yeah, Um, totally. I had to shift my (laughs) mindset some of like, if I do this or say this, like, how is he perceiving this? Because it's completely different than what I would, you know, because right. we love differently. And it's important to know that the way we love isn't always the way someone else feels loved. Mm, and understanding, so Yeah. And understanding how to make them feel loved, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It's such a sanctifying process of like, mm-hmm. Oh, and you know what? It's a never ending process. It doesn't, totally. just, you don't just figure it out and then go about it your day. Like, I mean, okay, we're good. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's never ending. And honestly, things change too, like personally, mm-hmm. like individually of how we feel loved. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just interesting. It's yeah. A, you know, relationship thing. <laughs> like this whole, you know, life and yeah. doing, doing life with people. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love, I love all of that. That's yeah, amazing. amazing. Let's like turn the tables a little bit though, because I think one of the really fun things about you, especially in the context of, you know, our, our world is yeah. that you're a wedding dress designer. So tell us, tell us how you, that happened for you. Was that something that was going on? Have you always been a designer? Like, how did that become, um, a part of your life and, and like, where do you get your inspiration? How, how is that all? Come to fruition for yeah, you so, um so I knew I wanted to design dresses when I was in high school like oh, I cool. was, yeah I was 16 and I was just ready to do do it you know like yeah I knew I didn't <laughs> want to go to like a university I knew I wanted to go oh sorry okay oh, um, I, I wanted to go to um FITM in LA because mm-hmm. um I, I think I was living in Denver but deep oh, down okay. I was deep down, I've always been a beach girl. And yeah. so I, I knew in high school that I was going to move to California and I had never been to California before. So <laughs> I just, funny. Yeah. I just knew it. You know, I just was, yeah. I had a cool of wanting to be near the ocean. And, um, I just, I'm a free spirit at heart. Like I always mm-hmm. have been. I think I just love that. The freedom you know that's mm-hmm. the ocean brings and that is where I get a lot of my inspiration is from nature and from from that feeling you know of totally being by the ocean um and that's why a lot of my dresses are very you know like soft and flowy and uh-huh. really, really wonderful for destination weddings or um reception dresses or just someone yeah. who wants to feel like a princess but not with the fuss you know with the yeah But yeah, so I, um, like I said, I was on my own since I was 18. So financially, it was very difficult. Um, Mm -hmm. Like my parents weren't able to really help out. And living in California was really expensive. Yeah. And without having like support or resources or even like the knowledge to save or, you know, all of that Mm -hmm. stuff, working nonstop, just to serve. So I didn't really have the opportunity to take internships or to really seek out the job that I wanted in design. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, luckily when I, um, I had gone to Denver for a year, which is whatever. (laughs) And then I went back to California. Um, And when I went back is when I was able to really, um, I got a job as a production assistant for a plus size women's clothing company. And then I became the designer. So it was really wonderful because it was a small company, you know, so I was Mm -hmm. able to learn a lot and really just gain the experience I needed to be able to do what I do now. Mm -hmm. Um, I did that for a few years, but I just had the call of bridal. You know, I started in bridal um, and I just wanted to pursue that. And even if that meant like, taking a pay cut just to be able to work in bridal stores like mm-hmm. I didn't just because I knew that is what I wanted to do eventually and mm-hmm. to be around the dresses and to be around brides was just I don't know it was just so rewarding and <laughs> mm-hmm. different than buying a sweater it's it's, yeah. it's the piece of clothing that that bride has for the rest of her life and creating mm-hmm. such memory and such emotion for her day so um. And I mean, just being able to now have my own brand, um, I'm still very, very new. I'm less than two years old, but yeah. uh, I don't know. It's just it's so great to see how far I've come, I guess you could say, because I've had dreams in my heart since I was 16. And I think it's a good lesson for anyone that, you know, things take time, especially when I was like right out of school. I'm like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to succeed. And And then I quickly, you know, learned that it takes a lot of time and money in order to do just to build a brand and in order to build like what you want. And that was something I didn't have. So I just, before the show and before, like when I was doing all that, I just never, I just didn't even see it happening for me because Mm. I couldn't even like pay my rent, you know, like, how am I going to, how am I ever going to have a brand? And um, you know, I'm still, you know, I work really hard just to be able to keep growing and keep keep moving along with the brand and uh, you know, just not giving up and being able to evolve with price and evolve with my own. I think it's all it's also okay for brands and for retailers or anyone to be able to evolve, you know, like yeah what you set out to do two years ago can change and so I think we just have to know it's okay to do that. Mm, that's yeah. Give yourself permission to grow and it, and that things can change if they need to, and that yeah. that's okay. Yeah. yeah, that's like a good. That's good for life too. You know. <laughs> that, that is true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> like give yourself permission to like change it up. So to grow and things. change, and yeah. yeah, it's so funny, <laughs> right? You're like little tiny. Oh, that's so good. Well. I loved what you said about, I mean, really bridal, there is just something, there's just a little bit of magic or a lot of bit of magic to it. What, what do you think for, you know, a lot of our listeners are in this stage of being a bride, being engaged, all of that. What do you think is the most important thing for a bride to keep in mind when she's shopping specifically for her dress? Specifically for a dress, it's exactly like finding the one. I I truly think you have to stay open-minded. Yes. I think you have to stay open-minded because what you might have your heart set on is not necessarily what you're going to feel the best in. And with that, I also think in this day of age of social media and Pinterest and everything, I think there's also too much pressure on what Mm -hmm. other people think rather than just really trusting how you feel in the dress. Mm -hmm. I think it's letting go of that, you know, those thoughts and really just being like, I love this, I feel beautiful, and I'm gonna get married in this, you know? I think that's what rather than oh my god, will it will it look great on social? (laughs) I don't know. Seriously though. My friends, oh, is this like outdoing my friends dresses? I I I don't know. I think there just needs to be less comparison and really just doing what feels right for you. Mm -hmm. Especially even the whole wedding, you know? Yeah. Amen. Yes. And it's funny. We, I mean, that's like what we tell girls every day in the store. We're like, like literally last Saturday we had a bride, like lose her mind in the fitting room because she let everyone else in her bridal party. They also were like total jerks. But Oh my gosh. I saw so much of that being so rude. But I think that's where you have to empower the bride to be like your day. Like this is about how do you feel? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's so yeah. hard. And it's oh, so, so we like all wanted to cry. It was, it was horrible, but it was, it was, it was that perfect example of she was like looking for the affirmation from everyone around her and just like, it was, it, yeah, it was, it was like, she didn't have the confidence and like empowerment in herself to be like, no, I'm going to stand on my own two feet here and say like, this is my day. I feel beautiful in this. That's, it is hard because you do want the support. Yeah. Not, not to say you want the pressure, but you do want the support. Oh of, it's so surprising to me that that scenario surprises me so much, especially when yeah. I was working in stores, because I'm like, I didn't even, I couldn't fathom that this happened. Like right. friends and sisters and mothers being yeah. almost, honestly, what came off to me was a lot of it was jealousy of like, yeah. this girl looks bomb in this dress. Like she looks yeah. like she just is on the you know, cover of Vogue and the the sisters and the friends and the mother like bashing it, and it just broke my heart oh. to that because I mean, we should empower each other regardless, but let alone your own family, you should really be right. able to support your bride in whatever way possible, you know. And if she wants to get married in a you know, a trash bag, like let her, you know, yeah. she's a beautiful letter, you know, like yeah. uh, I don't I know know. it's shocking, but yes, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like uh you just it just it also makes you really grateful, at least for us that we're like at least it makes us grateful for the people we have in our lives that are those constant, yeah. you know, streams of support. No matter if they're like, I think you look not great, but I love you. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> you love this, I love this. So yeah. on a on another note of like wedding planning as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, even being in the industry and like having so much knowledge about wedding planning, yeah. I juggled because, I mean, I'm not a super decisive person in general, but mm-hmm. when it came to wedding planning, I like literally, there's just too many options out there. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I could go this route or I can make it romantic or I could go these colors or, Oh my God, I don't know. And there is a lot of pressure to, you know, get it Right. And what I ended up doing, you know, I I had a moment. I'm like, I am just gonna go with what I like. I don't care what anyone else's else thinks. And I just chose yeah. like three styles of each, so that I cut out the noise. I <laughs> cut out all the Pinterest stuff, and I really focused on just three options for each thing, like three flowers, three venues, three whatever. Uh-huh. And then I just picked from those because I was like, That's there is no size. too much, too much. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, that's why I ended up writing the book because I was like, Mm -hmm. everything I learned um, from my personal experience, but also professionally from just being around it, I was like, girls need to know, like, it can be stressful wedding planning, but it's okay. And also you can do what you want without spending a fortune. So I don't know. I love that. Yeah. We could check weddings. (laughs) Oh, girl. Thanks. I I love that. But like, cut out the noise, narrow it down and like. Just make it simple. Make it simple on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, stress free. I'm all about stress free. Like, you know, like, this is supposed to be the most important day of your life. Don't let these decisions get in the way of the end goal and, like, why Mm -hmm. you're getting married. I always say, like, don't forget the why, you know? Like, why are you getting married? Because I would see, oh my gosh, as you do, I'm sure yeah it's like they're so happy the day they're trying on dresses and getting their dress and then they come in for their fitting or alterations and it's like they are so stressed out that like i could feel the tension right it was just sad to see because i'm like you are getting married in four weeks like you should not feel this much stress in your life you should be on cloud nine and really just enjoying it and trusting the professionals trusting that you know Mm -hmm. even if something goes wrong it's still a beautiful day, you know, right. you're getting ready. So I know. Yeah. It, it's like the most defeating thing to have to see that in a bride I and mean, be like, it, it doesn't have, cause it's, it's bad. It's like, these are preventable things. These, this does not have to be an emotion you're feeling right now. It's somewhat <laughs> inevitable, but like to the degree that you're feeling it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let it go. Um, let it go. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Stress. Baby, well, and that kind of leads into you. You wear lots of hats. You, yeah, sure. you are a wife and a mother and a business owner, um, which I know a lot of other women find themselves in similar seasons, or eventually will find themselves in similar seasons of feeling like they're all the things for all the people, and it can get really stressful. But I mean, obviously I'm looking at it from the outside in, but I feel like you do kind of live that out of like, I want to be as stress free as possible. So what is your like favorite advice or encouragement for others when it comes to fighting against guilt and overwhelm and really pressing into being present and intentional with your life and, and all the roles God's given you within it? Yeah, I mean, it is extremely stressful. <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's no getting around, um, how you feel as a mom and trying to do other things Mm -hmm. or even just as a mom, like even if you're a stay at home mom, it is difficult, you know, like you don't get a break, you know, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the only thing that has kept me going and I've learned it from even just having Asher from the beginning, like Mm -hmm. I learned very quickly that I was unable to do both at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like if I was home with him and trying to be on my computer, like it just stressed me out because I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of this email, but I have to go pick them up. And so I didn't want that in my life, especially yeah. because like even I am very stress-free. I just naturally mm-hmm. am. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's because I make it a point to not stress. Yeah. And, and I will be completely honest. That stems from my faith. Like I'm able mm-hmm. to let go because I know that God has it. Like I am not in control yes. of everything. And, but I'm realizing very, I'm realizing, especially with friends and just seeing other moms, um, it's very hard, you know, like it's hard to work out because it is your blood. It's your baby. And you want the best for them and you want them to be in the best hands, which you obviously think are your own. <laughs> yes. Because duh, you know, yeah, moms, moms are the best, but, um, I don't know, I think, um, mom guilt is a truly, truly real thing. I am able to feel less of it because of letting go and being able Mm -hmm. to know that, you know, like God's got it. Like my kids are okay if a sitter is holding them, playing with them. Like I'm not in control of that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if Xander or Asher doesn't eat at the right time, like it's okay. Like the kids will be. I don't know. I think it's a lot of letting go and also giving yourself grace because Mm -hmm. especially with two now, I've had to give myself a lot of grace because I can't do it all. And there's days even like this week where we don't have another sitter for Xander. And like, Mm -hmm. it's where I have to give it up and be like, you know, I'm going to be mom today Mm -hmm. and work when I can, but I can't put work as a primary, you know, like I will put my kids first. And I think it's being able to manage that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, I just know personally that I'm a better mom, I'm a better wife, and I'm a better mm-hmm. person when I'm able to work, when I'm yeah. able to be creative, yeah. and when I'm able to be, have an outlet, mm-hmm. I'm a much better person. <laughs> yeah, I totally <laughs> Like all around, um, yeah. because I, I need that inspiration in my life. Um, yeah. I need that validation from somewhere else other than my role as a mother. Mm-hmm. and um, I don't know, it's very it's very easy, um, especially the first time around, to get lost mm-hmm. in that role as a mother, and yeah. and kind of feel, I don't know, almost feel like not yourself, well, because mm-hmm. now you're a mother, you're no longer Desiree, or, you know, you're, so I had to really lean on Chris to be able to help me get out of that, because I needed the time for myself, I needed time yeah. to be creative, and having a spouse that really lets me do that and will take the reins when I need a break is really wonderful. And, you know, I I think that that truly is what helps. Yeah. That's so good. I think, I mean, I think you saying like, I am a better wife and I am a better all the things when I'm working. Like I think people need to, that's so liberating for people to hear. Cause I think sometimes when motherhood becomes a part of your story, it, and, and I don't know this personally, but I've watched it in tons of my friends. It's like, it's this identity crisis of like, okay, who am I now? What yeah. do I still love what I once loved? Can I still be that person? So I think that's really yeah, liberating. We, I think, um, once you become a mother, you put so much, I don't know, almost like so much pressure on yourself to mm-hmm. be just that, to be a yeah. mom, but like, you, you quickly do lose yourself and, um, you know, I've seen it too, but Chris and I have had really great examples of Mm. parenthood through friends um, that are a little old, like have kids before us. And it's been really great to see them because we're similar in the way of like having kids doesn't change our life. Like, Mm. you know, we're still going to travel. We're still going to go out to eat or, yeah. Like you just bring the kids with you. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's one way that both of our kids have adapted so well to be in, you know, yeah. public settings or, um, kind of just go with the flow because yeah. you know we weren't just on their schedule. Like we so, adapted them into ours and, um, but yeah, we watched that a lot of our friends do that and mm-hmm. our friends still, you know, make time for date night for themselves and, mm-hmm. And Chris and I both have parents that really focused on keeping their relationship strong. So I think that just has helped too, to be an example of being strong um, as a couple for your family. Yeah, Mm. that's so good. Community is so crucial in all walks of life, but yeah, that's awesome. Mm. I love that. That's so good. That's so good. Okay, well, we're now to the part where we ask this of every guest that we have. Um, Our mantra here at Twirl is, she twirled through life with a heart full of joy. What, for you, is the foundation of your joy? Um, I think I mentioned it a little bit, but honestly, I kid you not, the foundation is my faith. And it always has been my entire life. Um, You know, growing up, we didn't have much, and I watched my parents just... They're like literally the happiest people I know. Mm-hmm. Um, even to this day, they're the happiest people I know. And that is not having material things. It was mm-hmm. really having each other. And um, I think stemming from my childhood and then using that foundation of faith in my mm-hmm. life today has really been able to help me live with gratitude, live with, mm-hmm. um, you know, joyfulness because, you know, you got to just let it go and know, like, be happy with what you have and be happy yeah. for the breath in your lungs and mm-hmm. being able to, I don't know, being able to see the good in small things yes. and not having to, yeah, be one step ahead. So yeah, I don't know. I love that. Nope. I'm, you're talking the language, girl. I love it. I love it. That's so awesome. Well, for our listeners that going to absolutely fall in love with you if they haven't already tell us how we can stay in the loop about your life where we can follow you all the however we can stay in the life of desiree how can we do it um well you can find me on instagram at Desiree dig uh you can check out my dresses at desiree hardsock on instagram and then desireehardsock.com and then i'm also into this natural wellness stuff so you can find me at the Zenful Mama on Instagram. Cute. Okay, that's adorable. <laughs> like we could do a whole other podcast on all Oh my of god, a whole other because I will talk for days on natural illness and like all the things, you know. You oh, we'll I see that for it. another time. <laughs> okay, perfect. Perfect. Oh, I love it. This was such a treat. Thank you uh, so much. Geez. Of course. I love it. I love it's always it. been about that stuff, you know. Right? I know. It's the best. It's the best. I mean, it's official, guys. I totally have a girl crush on Desiree. (laughs) She is just so down to earth, so awesome, so wise. I just... I love her spirit. I think she's just such a cool girl and I'm just so grateful that she took the time to talk with us all things bachelor, all things wedding, and just all things life after the wedding, just how to do life well, be content and, and choose happiness and joy day after day. So Desiree, thank you so much for taking time to sit down with me and have this conversation. I think it's going to serve as such an encouragement to everyone that listens. And guys, if that's you, if today's episode was an encouragement to you and you haven't already, will you please go onto Apple podcast and leave a five-star rating and a kind review? We would be so incredibly grateful. Um, by you doing that, we get, to spread more and more to new people so that they can come and know that Troll talk podcast is a place to be encouraged uplifted and hopefully share a laugh or two as well (laughs) guys we are so grateful for you all um if you are new to the podcast because you're a fan of desiree welcome or if you're now a fan of desiree because of the podcast go give her some love follow along with her personally and along with her gorgeous gorgeous bridal collection we just adore Hurt, and we know that you guys will too if you don't already. And again, another huge shout out to our amazing podcast sponsor today, Simply Done Invites. Becca, thank you so much for supporting the podcast and for your generous offer for our listeners to use the code Simply Twirl to receive free. RSVP envelope printing when they use you, uh, for their special day. So guys, thank you so much for listening. We will be back soon with another incredible episode with another amazing guest that you all are going to just love. So stay tuned. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a, again, a five-star rating and kind review and feel free to follow us along on social at twirl and at twirl We love you guys. We'll talk to you soon.